0: Hello everyone. Welcome to Thriving Talk. This is another Dadson edition in which me, Tim, gets the chance to ask my dad Tinku Thompson questions. Welcome, Dad.
1: Thank you, Tim. Glad to be back with you for another episode. And uh, uh, the last episodes we did has been pretty uh, successful in the sense like a lot of people had been listening to them and uh, I got some good feedback about it. So... Hopefully, this episode is going to be another one where uh, many people will be so I look forward to this. Yeah.
0: A quick reminder to all our listeners, Thriving Talk is available on major platforms like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and more. Also, if you haven't listened to the last episode, we talked about the purpose of life. Let's get started. I want to go on a different direction today. A few weeks ago, you wrote a blog and I was reading it. It was about volunteering in local church versus parachurch, our commitments. I thought it was interesting and wanted to ask you some questions about it. To all our listeners, the link to the blog will be added in the show notes, so you can check it out. So let's get started with the basics. What is a local church and what is a parachurch ministry?
1: Yeah, that's a, I'm glad that you picked that up and this is the episode we are doing now even though you had more uh, episodes planned with a lot yeah. of uh, challenging questions and I, I think we'll get back to that but this is a good relevant one uh, since it's very fresh yes I wrote a blog uh, a few weeks ago about uh, parachurch versus local church commitments and volunteering in those setup so as you asked, let's start with the basics uh, what is a local church right um, local church is a gathering of saints or people of God Christians in a consistent manner uh, in a within a particular community or area mm-hmm. so so your local church would be the church you are going and yeah. uh, you have members there um, you are accountable to them uh, it's it's different than just attending an online service or attending a ch- church in some other place yeah this it's a local community so that's what we call as local church you can define it in many ways but that's a simple way of looking at it the church where you actually have the membership you go there okay. now parachurch is other organizations which are not churches um, there are many many parachurch organizations uh, in fact uh, recently i was uh, in a meeting where in the in the twin cities where we live there are 100 plus parachurch ministries and they have special focus um, and uh, basically They are Christian faith-based organizations that work outside Mm -hmm. and across denominations and different churches uh, to engage mostly in evangelism, social welfare type of things. Um, You know, they are focused, most of them are focused on a particular area. Mm -hmm. A local church will have a lot of ministries, a lot of things going on, but this para-church may be focused on... Uh, mostly one area. Hopefully that makes sense. Like, you know, so parachurch is not a church. It's an organization or a, a mission which works kind of outside and sometimes this could be under a church also. Uh, but that's a fundamental difference. Church functions as a church. Parachurch uh, ministry works across the world.
0: So this is not a usual topic to write about, but like what made you write on this topic?
1: Yeah, um, so some time ago, I had come across a church position paper in which um, they were basically making this argument that para-church ministry is not biblical. Um, and um, when I read that, um, I, I, I gave a lot of thought about it. But then um, what happens is I actually um, I'm part of a church. I pastor a church and I also give leadership or I serve at a para-church ministry Uh, so then I was looking through this and you know uh, I have come across people who had different challenges um, as they try to balance between the local church commitment and uh, para-church commitment but Mm -hmm. even before I talk about people uh, let me just say that a long time ago when I was um, just growing in the Lord um, you know uh, when I started volunteering um, outside the church and, you know, things like that, I had my own challenges because I was not able to really understand um, where the commitment level should be, what are the things I should be keeping in mind. I was young um, and there was some misunderstanding uh, from people thinking that I'm trying to do something for some other gain. And, you know, so so that has been so. I I felt uh, recently that Okay, It's a good topic to deal with because there may be people who may be in a similar uh, boat. Um, and then, as I said, I actually am a pastor of a local church and I have members uh, who volunteer or help with other parachurch ministries or other ministries. Uh, then I also give leadership in an organization. It's a parachurch organization focused on student ministry uh, where the members from other local churches actually volunteer and support the ministry uh, with their finances time resources so they do that and uh, I, have, I have come across some scenarios where uh, people have really ran into challenges struggle uh, in this area and uh, sometimes uh, they as they get busy with parachurch um, ministry they tend to not intentionally most of the time as they get busier their local church gets neglected or their parachurch commitments um, and that can create a lot of tensions Mm -hmm. issues sometimes pastors may feel betrayed by parachurch because some of their talented uh, gifted good committed members all of a sudden it feels like their commitment has moved from the local church to a parachurch ministry and that can create a lot of challenges Mm -hmm. so um, yeah so sometimes intentionally or unintentionally it can lead to a lot of unwanted issues and problems and uh, oppositions uh, sometimes. And uh, people who support local church may think that, um, you know, supporting a parachurch ministry is not the good way and they start to oppose that. And, you know, sometimes it can lead to a lot of problems, um, very unhealthy for the kingdom. and uh, And because now we go away from our goal and uh, so that's uh, uh, one of the reason. And in majority of the cases, all these people are very sincere and very passionate about what they're doing. Um, and, um, you know, so that's, that's what prompted me to actually write on this topic. Uh, so that if, if this could be an encouragement and uh, to some people who are in a similar scenario, uh, that's what I'm trying to address uh, even in this talk.
0: So what is the issue? Can you help me understand what it is?
1: Yeah, the issue is uh, the people who oppose a para-church ministry uh, at the very basic level, right? They will say that we cannot find a para-church ministry in the Bible, right? So they would say that, you know, if you read the book of Acts, uh, you know, even Jesus said, I will build my church. And it's, it's all about church. So it's just local church. Local church was the focus, right? Um, And in Mm -hmm. fact uh, for a long time after the church has started we don't see any any para church Mm -hmm. ministry, right? It didn't even exist in the first century Uh, So That's why we actually basically, uh, you know in the the book of Acts It records the history of the early church to a point in time and Mm -hmm. those times there was no para church So that's why we don't see anything Um, but uh, what we have seen is um, that Para-church ministries also have a role because they carry a mission independent of any local church uh, in most cases and fulfills a need which a local church may not be able to fulfill or accomplish. Um, so a para-church ministry will have a goal to partner uh, with the local churches and they are complementing in the mission um, and they are very intentional. The good ones are very intentional that they are not doing anything which will hinder or Uh, adversely or negatively impact a local church and their mission Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, like the mission which I am involved and most of these missions they have a very strong policy that they are not going to plant churches, they are not into church planting, they are not going to start churches, they're not going to break people out of churches and start their own uh, churches Um, so that's very clear Um, so uh, so it's very uh, important that we understand that um, you know. So, so as I said, the mission in which I work as, as a parachurch ministry, uh, we have very um, clear guidelines that we are not. Our staff, they don't do, they do basically student ministry, they do campus ministry, um, you know, and um, as I said, some local churches could have their own campus ministry too, if their size is large, you know, and they have volunteers, people equipped to do the work, but most of the time, we don't find that. And a lot of times the churches actually struggle in this area. Um, and one more thing I just wanted to add is in, t- if in today's time, if you pick any, any, any pastor um, who is famous in the sense like who has a great influence or message, big churches, mega church pastors, they all have pa- uh, parachurch ministry. They do along with uh, the church ministry. And uh, what I have seen is when a para-church and a ministry and a church can partner together and work together, um, the ministry can become very effective. Um, a lot of times a, a local church can provide the financial support and encourage people within the church to volunteer and uh, they do all those uh, you know, help. So what can happen is a ministry which para-church is doing, uh, they can actually uh, bring people into the local church. Um, I have seen examples where local church had been blessed. You know, people who have been uh, who have come to faith through uh, the parachurch ministry have come to the local church and they have taken water baptism and you know confessed their faith and they became part of the local church because at the end of the day that's where uh, people belong. Uh, but so uh, so sometimes a local church may not have the scope or the you know bandwidth to execute um, some special projects um, or special ministries, uh, but then they can always partner with them with uh, any any parachurch ministry. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, at the same time, that can be a very good help for the local church. Uh, but as I said, you know, uh, we have to be very clear that um, the para ministries I'm talking or I'm referring here refers to the ch- ministries which are very focused on their mission. I'm not talking about a random non-profit created for some other purpose uh, but very specific with a very clear goal and uh, they are effectively doing that ministry uh, that's what i'm referring to or i'm trying to encourage people <laughs> through this uh, so that's that's uh, that's uh, some of the core reasons i wrote or i decided to uh, you know the issues which are there and uh, just to bring that up to the light yeah, or bring to everyone's attention.
0: So let's get to the practical side. What advice do you have for volunteers in a parachurch organization?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a good one um, to ask because sometimes, uh, not sometimes, most of the time uh, these volunteers who come, they have a real heart and they are passionate about it. For example, if somebody is coming for student ministry volunteering, they, they do have a heart for that or somebody is uh, coming with... Uh, mm-hmm. Some some parachurch ministry who may be doing humanitarian service or something, so they come with that heart. But sometimes what happens is, uh, as they get involved uh, with parachurch, they may start skipping unintentionally or intentionally um, their local church. So I have few things I have uh, written about uh, some guidelines. So if you're a pa- if you're somebody who um, is supporting a parachurch organization through volunteering or uh, through different means. Let me tell you a few things. First, do not view your para-church organization as your local church. Your local church doesn't get replaced by your para-church ministry even if you get deeply involved in that mission. Mm -hmm. Number two, do not ignore your local church and start viewing it as unimportant uh, because you are doing many things. So so one of the common issues I have seen is like when people get involved in para-church ministries Uh, they look down on the church uh, sometimes and say, oh, we are so much doing better than the local pastor or the local church. We are in a mission and say, started looking. So don't look down on that, you know, and do not plan events that directly conflict with your local church. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, you know, if if you're involved in some mission, don't plan anything which conflicts with the main services of your church unless, It's absolutely necessary for whatever reason. Um, Your actions, uh, how you are conducting yourself should not convey that uh, you are opposing your local church, but it should clearly give the message that at the end of the day, your end goal is to see people committed and growing within the context of a local church as per what the Bible teaches. Uh, And there will be occasions where, you know, sometimes it could be a problem. but. You may have some conflict with the church program, but at that time, you have to make sure that your local church leadership, especially a pastor, knows about it and understands the reason. And this can avoid a lot of unnecessary speculation. For example, if you are uh, on a Sunday morning, if you're missing, you never said anything, people may be thinking that you left the church or you are doing something. Uh, So it is very important that you keep them informed so that speculations unwanted, um, you know, things can be avoided. Another thing I have to tell is, make sure pride doesn't come, as I, I, I mentioned that a little earlier too, right? Uh, you know, as you experience high movements in the parachurch ministries, there are a lot of high movements. I can tell you in certain ministry, like if two people are getting, two youngsters are from a different faith or a different background is coming to the Christ. That's a very exciting movement. And you may think that, you know, oh man, but what I did, you know, my ministry is really flying high. Uh, but at that time, we should be very humble. We should not be getting get arrogant and thinking that you know our our mission is great. and you know, if you go to a mission trip or uh, you come back from something where you saw great results, uh, you should be humble enough to admit that it's the Lord's doing, and you should not start viewing local churches uh, not important and uh, you know what you're doing, the para church is very better. Um, as I mentioned, do not be little or uh, look down on the church members, the pastor. Uh, I don't think that they are inward focused while you are outward focused. Uh, you know, you can always uh, be a source of encouragement, challenge them by your conduct, uh, but don't say or think that, you know, uh, they are not important and but continue to respect them and be accountable to them, even if they may not acknowledge it at times, right? Um, Sometimes they may not like it, who knows? But still you need to be uh, very clear on your side. And then finally, uh, take part in activities, essential activities of the church, don't skip it. Um, You know, do not ignore church thinking that, you know, what you do is better than uh, what the church can do. Because at the end of the day, we all have to understand, as I said, you know, the goal of a membership in a local church is not hatching, matching, dispatching. Basically what that means is not for baby dedication, baptism, and you know, don't think that you know you need to just show up for these things. Are randomly show up sometimes, and you can be on your own. No, but have a good commitment. Let others see, um, you know, that you are really uh, f- uh, following, uh, you know, what you should be doing. So keep your leadership informed, even if they don't support you at times. But make sure that everything is clear, and there is no place for speculations and unnecessary gossip uh, because you are involved. Because God has called you, if you're very quite sure. You should move on. So that's that would be some of my guidelines or advice I would have for people who are volunteering in para church ministries at the same time who are um, okay. part of a local church.
0: Okay. Any advice for leaders like church pastors, elders, or church members?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I am, I'm, I'm, I'm myself. I'm a local pastor, right? And uh, then I'm also, as I said, uh, giving leadership in an organization. So let me think from my perspective or share some things which I feel is very important, uh, we have to accept our limits and acknowledge that we cannot run all type of ministries under the church. So we need uh, the help of these parachurch organizations to accomplish what we cannot do on our own. Uh, For example, if you come and ask me to run a full shelter shelter every day, I, I don't think our church has that capacity to do that or the manpower or those things at this point of time. Or if you, even if you ask me to do a specific uh, type of a thing. But there are other organizations who are well-equipped to do that. So I can always uh, partner with them, help them. So that's, that's one way. So let's acknowledge that. Um, let's also acknowledge that these volunteers um, who are going and getting involved have a sincere heart. And probably they have a call and a passion for the missions they are involved. You know, most of them are not there for name or creating trouble or anything. So let's just accept that fact. God has called them for that, um, and treat them and see them as co-laborers in ministry. If we are doing the pulpit ministry, they are doing something great, you know, on a different note. So Peter and everybody was preaching in the Jerusalem church. You know, they were the apostles were there. But then we also see Stephen and others who did a different type of ministry, but they were equally effective. So um, so let's let's acknowledge that um, and let's provide them encouragement and support um, as far as possible. Um, you know never get into a mode where we start treating them or seeing them as our opponents or uh, our challengers uh, you know they're also part of this great big mission which God has established for all of us to do uh, to bring back the lost humanity to God so and um, you know, understand their calling just uh, be open with them do not try to destroy them in any way by our words or actions if even if they don't align or maybe they have some disagreement but let's think that they are really doing some some great work and let's let's be uh, you know mindful of that so let's accept it let's have a good uh, attitude towards all of these things and i think if if leaders in the church and the volunteers can all understand that we all are in the same mission one master has set us out or sent us out for doing this he's called us all uh, i think we can get more better synergy and we can get better cooperation and that will increase our impact for the kingdom rather than diminishing our impact because of challenges and issues we raise. So that would be my advice.
0: I think what you shared is very insightful and I never realized this is a big issue. So in general, how do you view this and anything you want to add so that people can find a balance? Yeah,
1: so I would I would conclude by saying that, you know, always have a kingdom-first mentality or view in our mind, right? Because our, at the end of the day, our goal is winning souls. Uh, for that to happen, we need unity and not competition. Uh, we need to be supporting each other. Um, so what happens is when, you know, let me just tell you my heart, like if somebody in my church is relocating who's very talented, you know, sometimes I kind of get excited because I feel like, maybe god has a better plan for them maybe a better utilization for them i believe that the kingdom needs resources to be strategically uh, placed and god is the owner so he will do that i will give you one example if uh, I, I mentioned that in my blog also if we have like if i have like four uh, keyboard players or so five key, guitarists in my church i don't need all of them on a sunday morning but let's say there is a church somewhere um, who doesn't even have even one. I would be glad if, if God takes them and places him there. Yes, that decreases the number of people in my church. But that at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. If uh, this this one person can go and help with the ministry over there and that ministry grows, that's a win-win situation for everyone. Uh, so we, we need to have that thought process. We need to have that. Uh, thinking that, you know, at the end of the day, what I need to see is the kingdom growing, not just my congregation or my organization. Uh, so, so, and then I should appreciate uh, the people who are volunteering, you know, rather than somebody roaming around in in, 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 in shopping mall or someplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they get into uh, some missions, and I'm, I will be, I should be glad about it. Um, so rather than spending their money on a... Uh, expensive vacation or something, if they're going on a mission trip, touching people, I should be glad about it as a pastor or as a, you know, as a, as a minister or, you know, whatever. So that should be the attitude, um, you know. We should have that biblical and eternity perspective always at the forefront of everything we do. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, I would say that a parachurch ministry volunteer should not neglect the local church, as I said initially. Um, because what is going to happen is if you don't are committed to a local church, it's going to drain you because para-church ministries, it involves most of them, it involves a lot of our emotional energy. We have to spend a lot of uh, energy on different things. And if you we are not, you know, rooted and grounded, and if we are not accountable, that can actually impact our enthusiasm in the long run. So I would highly recommend that Uh, We should have a focus on the long-term goal and not on the short-term gains here Um, and uh, we should be uh, looking to spend an eternity together with Lord Jesus Christ and uh, before that, we need to fulfill our purpose uh, in our generation Uh, and in order to achieve that, we all need to come together and make sure that we work together with a lot of synergy and cooperation and uh, that's the only way we can move forward.
0: So, this makes sense. So, thank you, Dad, for sharing, and to all listeners, thank you for listening. In the coming weeks, we will be coming back with more and editions of Thriving Talk, and I will be asking more questions. As we said in the beginning, this episode is available on many different platforms. Do not forget to follow or subscribe to the Thriving Talk on podcast on your favorite platform to receive new episodes as they get released. Also remember that my dad has a weekly newsletter now in which he shares a lot of good information. The link to the newsletter will be in the show notes. Feel free to subscribe to the newsletter. We'll be back, but until then, be faithful with what God has entrusted you. Remember that we need to have a kingdom mindset.
1: Great. Thank you. God bless you and God bless all our listeners. Mm. You'll be back soon.
0: Yep.